thank you for taking the time out to listen to this SME SOS podcast special. Our worlds have been turned upside down and we are now facing a business landscape that we could never have foreseen or planned for. I hope that through this series, I can help those who own small businesses, as well as those dreaming of being their own boss through this most difficult time. I'll be tackling the issues we're all facing within business, recapping some of the best pieces of advice shared in the week, as well as revisiting past episodes of Conversations of Inspiration for golden nuggets of insight and much more. I'd like to thank NatWest, Dell, 3 and Royal Mail for joining us in supporting the small business community at this unprecedented time and helping to bring this free podcast to life. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown Every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday I have been welcoming experts to Instagram Live to hear firsthand not only how they're coping with things in their businesses but any words of advice that they can share with this community. My first guest this week was the brilliant Joe Wicks, the nation's PE teacher and possibly the most well-known man in the UK right now. I met with Joe almost a year ago. You cannot help but be so enraptured with his energy and enthusiasm. The conversation I had with him on Tuesday was no different and I have no doubt it will help so many small businesses as they navigate this time. All straight from someone who has started from the kitchen table or in this case actually flying outside a train station. Filled with passion and positivity, here is just a little insight into what we discussed. Hang on, I'm just doing my squats. <laughs> I want Got a few star that. jumps and hang on. <laughs> right, I'm ready. I'm ready for you. How are you doing? I'm good. I told everyone that I wouldn't be doing a live hit with you, that this was going to be a type of different conversation. If that's okay with you, I'm sure you need a break. I'm, I'm right. You know what I'm like, I've always got energy, but yeah, I'm, um, I've been doing my workouts, I'm full of beans, looking forward to talking to you about something different and obviously hopefully give some inspiration and some positive stuff for people out there. Before we get into business and maybe some advice for entrepreneurs, tell me personally how you're dealing with this because, you know, I'm doing a live, uh, a daily update. It is pretty hardcore, Joe, what you're doing. So from a personal point of view, how has this experience been for you? Well, I think this, this like, so I'm doing live workouts every day, Monday to Friday at 9am on my YouTube channel. And it's been fantastically received, phenomenal, like global people are doing it all over the world. And that for me, like in a way has become my work. It's my productivity. So it's my structure. I get up, I do it. I've got all the energy afterwards. So that's kind of keeping me accountable. It's keeping me positive. It's keeping me, you know, mental health is, is keeping it up there and p- feeling kind of optimistic about the day. So I think that's a massive part. Like even if I wasn't doing the lives, I'd still be exercising, but the fact that I'm doing it at the same time every day just sets me up for a more positive and optimistic day. And you know, it's quite reassuring what you're doing because you're doing it in your home and maybe on, on the other side, let's say, you, the production might have been higher quality. Do you know what I mean? You might have had a studio or you might have, do you know what I mean, got into that. Do you think it's quite refreshing that we're sort of allowed to be a, much more our authentic selves at the moment? I think what's happening right now with social media and production and TV and radio and, and shows running remotely, you know, you've got people right, launching YouTube channels and getting millions of views. And it's the same with um, 
you know, like Sunday brunch and Good Morning and, and Good Morning Britain and this morning, they're doing like f- phone-ins and Skype calls, so people can now do it. I've done it all from my living room with my phone. Jamie Oliver's been producing a Channel 4 show with two iPhones. Him and Jules have been making their show. So, <laughs> I, you know, you go from having like 20 people all around you to actually producing really good content that's just as watchable, just as enjoyable. And so I do think this is going to change, especially the TV and media industry, a lot in the future. Right now, you're talking to small businesses, those who've got their own businesses, entrepreneurs, and those who are dreaming about setting up one, right? And it is scary times. But I I think the way you've approached all this has really firstly inspired me as an entrepreneur, because you've just shown, in a way, it's going back to basics, which is much more accessible for small businesses. I think if you're someone that's always struggled with the thought of doing digital content and social media, and you always found that I haven't got time, or it's not quite what you're comfortable with. This is now a chance for you to really step up and take advantage. And actually you've got more time to generate amazing content and connect and, you know, build audiences. And you may not sell a product to someone today, but in six months time or a year, you might build a trust, you know, trust in the relationship. And you've got always have that long, long term horizon with things. And so it isn't going to be like, oh, I'm going to just set up something now and it's going to have millions of hits and millions of views and it's overnight success. Like, you know, my story, it's an eight year overnight success story. And this thing with schools is a four-year overnight success story. I've been building trust and having that engagement, that two-way conversation where you care about people. And look, my, my work with schools has become successful now because it's been my purpose and mission and passion for the past four years. That's why parents around the country and teachers have put it on their newsletters and said, we trust Joe, we love him, he's not going to swear, he's going to give us a great workout, he's going to make me laugh. And that's something I've built, that's a four-year journey. So... It's the right moment, the right time, but I've put in the groundwork beforehand. And I think people out there, you've got to be patient. It's the work you do today that's going to harvest and nurture that community. And then when you have a product or a business or a service, they're going to support you because they already love what you do. You, you know, you can see these opportunities as a really amazing time. We are living in, a, in an age where we can reach millions of people. Imagine in the old days where you had a shop and all you could rely on was the 200 people that walked past every day or 1,000 people. That was your football. Yeah. That, was all you, that was your net. That was all you could capture. Now, you, could, you can launch an online business and, and reach millions of people. Anyone can business online right now. So see it as an opportunity. Be excited by that because you ain't got to go and get an office and rent loads, of pe- rent loads of space or have a shop front to create a business. And that's why I think it's an amazing time to be alive. When I was looking up for this um, interview, you reached 20 million views in just six days. Um, and you have become one of the most watched men across the globe. How do you think this is actually going to change society? I think people are just going to realise that a lot of celebrities as well in the media, let's just say there's people out there who work really hard in, in TV or in, on radio or podcasts and j- journalism, whatever, they're going to realise, actually, do I need to be commuting into London? Could really just have one at home. There's, there's a guy, you know, John Krasinski, the guy in America who set up this thing called, I think it's called, the good news good mood news or something it's a youtube channel yes and he's had 15 million views in the past three days so this is a guy who's an amazing actor famous dude using zoom to create his own show getting tens of millions of views so i do think people are going to start to think do i want to be a part of that massive um you know system of, of sort of tv channels and contracts and stuff or do i want to just be at home with my family pop into the living room for half hour and do my show and then go back to you know being with my kids so i think People are going to start to question, what am I doing with my life and what am I doing with my time? Can I live a a happier life, maybe by working less but smarter and actually doing it from home with an iPhone? I've got another um, uh, question for you. Um, Made by Blitz, do you have any advice for someone first 
taking the plunge into being an entrepreneur? My advice is, I mean, I'm following you already and I hope you're watching now. And I, you just got to keep doing it, mate, one day at a time. You know, a new person will start to follow and share and, it will, you know, good content will always be shared. So just be consistent and, and be persistent in your, in your vision of what you want to achieve and focus on audience growth and just engaging with people and making them, making them feel good and giving them valuable content they can come back to every day. Because what you've got to realise is I'm competing with Channel 4, with Sky News, with ESPN, with Netflix. We're all competing for everyone's attention. So if you're going to put out something in the world, make sure that what you're putting out is grabbing someone's attention for the right reasons and it's doing something that's going to make them either feel good, feel happy, feel emotional, or act on something positively. If you do that, they'll keep coming back. What would be your one um, piece of advice that you're going to hold on to post this? Well, firstly, I've got a lot of compassion. And when all this was the thing I kept thinking about, my anxiety and my emotions were all about linking to people struggling with business, whether they started a business, or if you are a business that's like, you know, I had to shut down. Just be positive. Believe that your clients and your customers will come back because they'll be loyal. They'll want to support yeah. your business. So when them doors are open, I really believe if people are going to want to support small business, I really, really believe that. So be positive on that front. And secondly, you know, if you can use this time to put some effort into something that you love and come out of this with a business idea or a new Instagram or a social media channel, you can start talking about what you love. So be positive. And the most important thing of all is optimism and self-belief, because if you have optimism and you believe that it's going to change and things are going to get better and you believe in yourself, then you can, do, you can do anything. You can create any business you want and you can reach as many people as you want. If you just have that voice that I always saw this positive voice that's in my head. A lot of people have a negative self-belief and, and, and limiting belief voice. Mine's like a cheerleader just saying, come on, Joe, just keep going. Go and do another Lean and 15 recipe. Go and put up one more YouTube video. And because of that voice, that's what pushes me forward. And that's what you need. You've got to listen to the voice and always do the positive things. Just keep moving forward. I mean, what drive and positivity. I think Joe is so right. Passion, purpose and mission must sit so firmly at the heart of your brand. He is a testament to the vital role this plays in building a strong brand that can weather the most tough and unexpected storms. And for anyone who has not taken a step into the world of content, now is your chance. Remember, it is the future. For any regular listeners to my podcast, you will be no stranger to the idea that passion and purpose are crucial to build a strong brand in this day and age. My favourite ever description of the role that passion plays in building a business is from Wilfred Emmanuel Jones, founder of The Black Farmer. I'm often asked who is my favourite guest that's been on my podcast and I can never just pick one. But spending this time with Wilfred, hearing his wisdom and philosophy was a defining moment for me in my Holly & Co journey and his words often echo in my thoughts. If you haven't listened to his episode, please, please, Please do. For now, though, here is the wonderful Wilfred talking about passion. Well, I do a lot of talking to young people, and this is my philosophy in life. It doesn't matter what colour of skin you are, doesn't matter on your gender, it does not matter on your education. You need two things to achieve any success in life, and any successful person will have these two things. The first thing is that you need to be ruthlessly focused, absolutely focused. So if you see an athlete getting up to train at four o'clock in the morning, they are 
discipline and their focus. A lot of people think success is um, easy. It's not. It's, it's a painful process, and you have to be disciplined and focused about it. But the second and most important thing that you need for success is that you need to have passion. Passion defies reason. It defies logic. It helps you get through all of the hurdles that will come your way. Do not think that you need to set up some sort of business plan and some spreadsheet about getting from A to B. You have to realize that if you want to conquer anything, you you actually go against all the rules that and all the expectations and everybody. So passion is what drives you through. And what I say to people is this. The thing that everybody will experience in their life, this thing we're talking about, passion, when you experience passion is when you fall in love. And when you fall in love, it, um, it defies all reason, all logic. You know that, remember that feeling when you I don't do. know what's going to happen next and, you know, you are, you're just in this place of uncertainty, but somehow you're being driven on, you're being propelled. For those people who want to know what entrepreneurialism is like, that is the feeling. Each week, NatWest give away their ad break space on conversations of inspiration. And now, when small businesses need our support more than ever, they have extended this opportunity across this podcast special. So now, over to this week's brilliant independent ad break winner. Hello, Holly and co listeners. My name's Leanne and I'm one of the co-founders of Naked Biotics. We are a raw probiotic blend of live fermented beneficial bacteria. Taken as a daily shot, Naked Biotics helps bring your gut back to balance, enabling you to function at your full potential. Have you ever felt butterflies in your stomach or knots in your tummy? These gut feelings give us a glimpse into just how important the digestive system is to our overall health and well-being. Now, more than ever, our health is most important. Roughly 80% of the immune system is produced in the digestive tract, which means if your gut is thriving, then you are too. Unlike regular freeze-dried tablets, Naked Biotics exist in live liquid form. Each bottle contains 12 strains of bacteria with specially selected herbs such as chamomile, rosehip and peppermint so that every single dose is bursting with goodness. Naked Biotics is vegan, gluten-free and 100% natural. Follow our journey at nakedbiotics.co.uk, on Instagram and Facebook at Naked Biotics and use code HOLLY10 at checkout for a 10% discount. Thank you for listening. The second guest I welcomed on Wednesday was Megan Carver, founder of Carver PR. I was keen to get some expert guidance on PR for small businesses in this climate, as I know it's something small businesses struggle with or feel intimidated by at the best of times. It's something I feel is vital to get a grip on early on in your business. It is 100% what enabled Not On The High Street to flourish in those early years. We took PR very seriously from day one. When you don't have a healthy marketing budget, PR is very powerful and it's free if you're successful. Here's Megan sharing some tips, advice and her view on the current media climate. Megan, thank you for joining us. We were just talking about PR and it has been something that this community has wanted to talk about because small businesses have found PR difficult 
always. Yeah. Tell me, um, how is the PR world, would you say, adapting? And what do you think media want to hear about right, right now? Because is it all about people pivoting, the coronavirus, products that are empathetic with the time? Or is there still space for people doing what they do really well? I think that's such a good question. I've never known a change this quickly within our industry and within media. News is clearly taking up a really big chunk of the media, but there is a real need and desire from audiences for humour and creative content. I think the key thing to remember is that and I'm sure you'll feel like this, Holly. Everyone and everyone watching, whether you're whatever you do, for the first time ever, everyone in the world is basically in the same situation and going, to yeah. this, right? Yeah. And, and there comes some comfort from that in a weird way. And the other thing that comes with that is people's tastes don't change. Just because we're going through this pandemic of and this uncertainty doesn't mean people don't want yeah. to watch comedy or a horror film or listen to their favorite podcasts or dance around the kitchen you know those things don't change and so mainstream media really really understand that I think the other element is with everyone in lockdown there's just more time to consume <laughs> yeah you know I think the number one thing right now for any business media PR marketing is you have to remain agile because things change week by week and my number one tip right now would be I'm really honest, would be not to schedule social posts mm -hmm. because news is changing so quickly and it would be really, really awful to have something inappropriate break and pop up. And I think right now you don't need to be doing that. And I think as a small business, that could actually be a little bit detrimental. Um, like I said, so many small businesses are just in need of that guidance. Um, they're feeling uncomfortable. Now, I'm trying to keep them going, saying... You get out there and you tell yeah. your story. Um, don't be, you know, um, insensitive and have empathy. But what would you say, would you agree with me that yeah. they shouldn't feel scared or that they are being disrespectful to continue PRing and marketing their companies? I could not agree with you more, Holly. I really that emphatically agree with that. It is really, really common to feel awkward promoting yourself. OK, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't really come that naturally to lots of people. So try using the word we rather than I. OK, when so give me an example of that. So um, if I were and if I worked, if I was a completely sole trader, I don't know, say I was a mobile hairdresser, you know, instead of doing a post or contacting people saying I can do this for you, I could do this. It's a very... Um, yeah, it's a very vulnerable position to come from, I, I, I. If you say, we are offering, it feels like there is a collective and actually it feels less egotistical. It shouldn't feel egotistical saying I anyway. And that's all linked to the imposter syndrome and all those other areas that I know you've spoken about. But if you try using we instead of I, I think people might find it a bit easier. And the other thing I would say is around this, when is the last time that you saw a social post or heard someone and went, being a bit salesy. Never. You've never even thought that, right? <laughs> no, you're right. Never thought it about anyone else. <laughs> no one is going to think that about you. And my other thing I would say is, how many negative comments? Because what we're programmed to do as humans is hear one negative and sit with it. And take it home and stew on it. 
and ignore all of the 30 other lovely positive comments. So stand back, don't take it personally and go, actually, if you're getting 170 comments and they're all negative, you know, then maybe, maybe we've misjudged the mood. But if there's one, as Taylor Swift says, haters going to hate, just move on. Just move on. Another question, um, something I've always done was always when I go to launch something or create something. Now, I don't always do a press release for everything, but I think as if it is a press release. So what would my press release say? But basically think in terms of press release first. Okay. What, and would that be a good piece of advice? Um, I think always know what your messaging is. If you can't describe what it is that you're selling in a very simple line, the number one bugbear with press releases is that it is just one big piece of paper with words on it, right? And often that can feel quite self-indulgent. You need to make them really eye-catching and people love an image, they love a visual. If you, everyone consumes things in the same way. If you think about when you pick up a magazine and you go through, it's the articles with a really enticing image and a big headline and a box of kind of some facts and stats and a bit of a quote that's pulled out that's a bit bigger. They're the things that you look at and go, I'll read that. When you get to a page or three pages of an interview, which is just text, 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 we all do it. We go, I'll read that later. Yeah, I never and do. Might, so make it really visual. Put Add little boxes. It might be top five facts. It might be top three things on offer. Keep quotes really short. No one is actually going to quote you. I'm going to be really honest. Sometimes we overcomplicate things in a press release to so just say what it basically is. I know so many of you found this interview very helpful and full of tangible tips. I'd love to know if there are any other areas you'd like me to dive into. Do let me know. Whilst Megan was talking, I made a suggestion that small businesses could join together to approach the media in one joint press release. Could it be a group of jewellers getting together with an angle? Could it be that you are all from Wales and do a piece on the small businesses in your area? I do urge you all to consider this and reach out to your fellow local businesses. My final interview of the week was with the queen of brand herself, Rita Clifton CBE. I have had a girl crush on her ever since the moment I met her. Her down-to-earth, straight-talking and humorous approach never fails to make me smile. But it is her deep knowledge of my favourite subject, brand, that is just so invaluable. We covered so much in this conversation, so do head over to holly.co to catch the whole interview on film if you can. I really think you'll find her insights so helpful. Hello! she is welcome i just wanted to ask you personally your industry i'm finding it very interesting talking to experts about what's happening in your world i think what's interesting for me is that some businesses i'm involved with are exploding i mean they're really really busy and other types of business are sort of frozen and of course the frozen period is the danger period for lots of small and medium-sized business in particular. And it's taken them a couple of weeks to think now, you know, okay, breathe. How can we survive? How can we adapt? And how can we build? And those three things, in my view, are exactly what every business needs to do right now. Get sorted about how you're going to survive. Are you going to get money from the government? Are you going to borrow? I mean, what are you going to do to survive? Yeah. Uh, Just so that you can feel at least, now I can think. 
and also to build your brand profile and equity because now is the time to really be generous, to connect with people, to be human, to help people. You might not get your greatest hit of revenue right now, but you really can build your goodwill. And I just wanted to ask there, can you tell me three things that you would say that small businesses right now, three things should concentrate on to strengthen their brand? So the three things I'd say, number one is look after your staff, love your staff, because as you know, particularly in a small company, your staff can either be your greatest ambassadors or they can be real detractors if you're not looking after them properly and they will be scared and nervous and everything like that. So number one, in my view, absolutely, mum, is look after your staff. Number two, of course, is absolutely you know, obsess about your customers. Talk to them, adapt your offer. You know, make sure that you are delivering it in a way that helps them, you know, either getting it to their homes, giving them advice online, packing up little things, being generous. And then the third thing is about looking after your community, broader community, because that's going to be the place for your future customers and where you can really build your build your franchise. And, you know, I don't know about you. I get really upset when people have got the whole, you know, I hate business. Business are, you know, are made up of greedy people, profiteering. I mean, brand business has got a real problem. And I want us to all to do our bit for brand business because, you know, this is a moment where business can be a hero. Businesses, small, medium and large, we can be heroes. And, you know, the thing I really feel strongly about, about the future of business generally, both locally and also globally, is we need an awful lot more rescuer brands, you know, saviour brands, who put something back into the community, the environment, from a social and economic point of view. You need to think about what are your, what's your relationship with your customers? What do you know about? What are you good at? And how can you keep on adapting your offer? You know, in this moment where you go survive, number one, adapt, number two, you know, build, as in build your brand, number three. And that is building your equity. Because if, you're, if you've got a stronger and stronger equity through being generous to you know, innovation, innovating and things like that, that's going to be the platform which you recover and build you know, even faster in the future. So this really, this moment, I think, gives us all a chance to think about our businesses, ourselves. You can use that time to really feed your ideas and your brain. What a woman. She left me feeling that there was hope, that the energy we pour in now to help our businesses survive and communicating with our customers will enable us to thrive on the other side of this. Please try to hold this thought tight. Spend time nurturing your customers and engaging with them. You might not see the financial game right now, but this is not wasted energy, I promise you. The power of a loyal customer or many loyal customers is what you should be striving for. If you want to understand more on this, an interesting read is the updated essay by Kevin Kelly on his site kk.org about a thousand true fans. Here's an extract. To be a successful creator, you don't need millions. You don't need millions of dollars or millions of customers or millions of clients or millions of fans. To make a living as a craftsperson, photographer, musician, designer, author, animator, app maker, entrepreneur or inventor, you need only thousands of true fans. 
A true fan is defined as a fan that will buy anything you produce. These die-hard fans will drive 200 miles to see you sing. They will buy the hardback and paperback and audio versions of your book. They will pay for the best of DVD version of your free YouTube channel. They will come to your chef's table once a month. If you have roughly a thousand true fans like this, also known as super fans, you can make a living. Let's now reflect on some of the happy news stories out there. I want to always shine a light on the brilliant examples of community, creativity and just generally small businesses doing fantastic things. Every week I would like to include shout outs to brilliant small businesses going above and beyond with colourful ideas. I'd love to hear about them so do tag me on Instagram and I will keep my eyes peeled. Charlotte Wood, the talented lady behind Polar Post, has created Nightingale Post to create a place that NHS staff can go to when they need to hear just how much we love them and appreciate all that they are doing for us. She's made a free downloadable template on her website polarpost.co.uk to write your own love letter to our heroic doctors and nurses. Simply download the template or create your own Nightingale post and either send them a photo or use the hashtag Nightingale post and Charlotte will upload as many as possible to the Nightingale post Instagram page. Tea and Crafting run popular craft workshops with a contemporary twist at their London studio. Like many of you, they've had to close their physical doors, but they still bring you lots of creative fun with their new online craft classes. From bookbinding to punch needle embroidery, they're offering a full programme of activities at people's homes. What's so clever is they're combining traditional craft kits and online tutorials. So when you buy one of their kits, you can also join one of their digital workshops and meet some new friendly faces at the same time. This is such a brilliant example of a small business adapting and building their business to meet current demands. And what an opportunity for the business after all of this is over. They're building and strengthening their relationship with their community and now, people all over the world will be able to join their classes, not just those who could get to London. As we come to the end, I do hope you found this podcast informative and helpful. The rest of the week is going to be packed full of even more advice from experts. I have to say, I'm really enjoying doing all the Instagram lives, but I'm certainly learning on the job. On Tuesday, over on my Instagram, I'll be joined live by the founder of Scamp and Dude, Joe Touchner Sharp. On Wednesday, Royal Mail will be joining me to answer all your questions. And on Thursday, it will be Pip Jameson, founder of The Dots, and she and I will be discussing the grave impact this has had on the creative freelance industry and what help and support is out there. On Friday, I'll be waving my British flag and inviting you all once again to the Small Business Tea Party. This week's theme is Cool Britannia. If you haven't joined us before, please do. Not only is it just lots of fun, it's also filled with surprises and I get to be a small business fairy godmother for a few moments. 
And of course, every day I'll be demystifying the latest developments and sharing my advice as I bring you my SME SOS bulletins. I'm really keen to make sure that our SME SOS content is as useful as possible. So if you would like to see me cover a topic or bring in an expert on a specific subject, please do let me know. You can DM me on Instagram or email the team on hello at holly.co. Thank you all so much for joining me here. I do hope you found this useful and I do hope that you feel the power of when this community gets together. I'd like to take this opportunity again to say thank you to NatWest Dell 3 and Royal Mail for helping us to bring this free podcast special to life. And finally, thank you to you. Because you're the wind beneath my wings and I want to wish you, your families and your business all the very best. Stay safe, stay in and I'm sending you all so much love. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown You will find that all the things that I have said Will come to when you are lying in your bed And if you want your friends to come